What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron. And today I got to answer a couple questions before we even get into what this video is about. All right. Yes, I've been gone for the last 10 to 14 days. I'm sure you guys have been seeing me on the back of milk cartons. Y'all have been seeing me on the side of telephone posts with my fucking name on it. You wouldn't know why if you're not following me on Twitter at Ron Stewart underscore. If you're not on the Discord, Discord link's going to be down below. But I've had COVID, man. Literally, I got the COVID-19. I never thought this would happen. I'm a community college kid. I'm not out here partying. I was working my fucking pizza delivery job. The kitchen staff got infected. I got infected. Last 10 to 14 days have been shitty, man. Monday, I got a test back. Thursday, I got the results back. So I've now been negative for five days. I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world. Similar to my boy, Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen's been a guy that I have been low on his whole career. I was low on him coming out of college. I was low on him uh, after the fucking combine. I was low on him after his first two seasons at, on the Bills. I was low on him going into the season in fantasy football. I know I'm not the only person that was low on Josh Allen. There were plenty of Josh Allen haters out there. He was terrible by the metrics. He was terrible uh, at college. He was just a prospect that you wanted to stay away from. He was a boom-bust prospect. And most analytics guys faded Josh Allen. So today I want to kind of go into the, the profile of Josh Allen and really figure out what we missed and what we can learn moving forward from Josh Allen's career arc so far. He's just been killing it. Fucking clinch the AFC East, something that the Bills haven't done in a long time. They're the two seed in the NFL. He's a top three MVP candidate right now. He just dropped 320 yards and four TDs on Bill Belichick's dome. Just hung his nuts in Foxborough and Gillette Stadium. I want to dive into why we missed him, why PFF had him as their number six quarterback behind Mason Rudolph in 2018. This was a guy that nobody saw coming like this. He's he's what Carson Wentz was supposed to be. So without further ado, let me stop rambling and giving you this preview. Today we're gonna hop into the profile of josh allen and really try and dig through what we missed and what we can learn moving forward as a community when it comes to quarterback evaluation let's go high school josh allen wasn't highly recruited he's a farmer boy that's six five two fucking 30 pound frame that he has now he was probably a little bit slimmer back then he was in farmer's country out in california his parents owned a cotton farm over there and instead of going to division one school division three school he goes to juco he goes to reedley college and there he posted decent counting stats he had 2055 yards and 26 tds to five interceptions but even in community college he completed less than 50 percent of his passes and this is what's going to be a problem going forward for josh allen at the college level completing less than 50 percent of your passes at the junior college level is a tough tough sell he didn't get too many offers coming out he was a three-star juco prospect he gets offers from Wyoming, some other small school. Doesn't have a choice, so he goes to Wyoming. A, a boy that was grown and raised in California. I know he was a farmer, but he's still probably like a West Coast type dude. He goes to fucking Wyoming. Weather shitty. I can't even name the fucking capital Wyoming. So he goes out there. And that's a tough sell for a dude from California. But he goes out there. Not only that, but he breaks his clavicle. I couldn't even tell you what kind of activities he could do besides sit at home and play on Xbox for his, his redshirt freshman year. But then he comes out second season after his broken clavicle. Now he's a redshirt sophomore. And he comes out there. And he has a, a breakout season as a starter in the Mountain West Conference. He throws for 3,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, along with eight rushing touchdowns. And he looked like a stud. He looked like this Carson Wentz-type prospect where he's this big guy, big arm. He's in the in a bullshit conference out there, like sort of FCS-type, sort of like how Carson Wentz was in the North Dakota State Conference, where you're not really playing anybody. But there's, there's two sides of that sword, you know what I mean? You're simultaneously playing with shitty players but you're also playing in shitty competition so for me it's tough to me it's tough to evaluate a player like josh allen in college because 
you can say, oh, well, he's throwing to plumbers, but he's also throwing against fucking phys ed teachers on the other team. It's hard to provide context when you have a stud quarterback with shitty wide receivers that are also playing against shitty corners because it's it, you can kind of push the narrative either way if you want. He had inaccuracy problems, just like he had at Reedley College, Community College, and he only threw for 56% completion percentage. He had 15 in interceptions, but he has this gunslinger type mentality with 8.6 yards per attempt. So that's a good sign. If you're, if you're throwing the ball 8.6 yards, you're getting 8.6 yards per attempt. That means you're pushing the ball downfield. That means that you're at least providing some upside to the, the shaky throws, to the, the bad decision-making. You're providing highly-level upside. And that jumps out on tape when you watch Josh Allen. Even after just his first year as a starter, he's got crazy highlights all over YouTube. And that's what the scouts fall in love with. Now, what's important to note, while he has these bad stats that you can look at, and what I think that a lot of us really narrowed in on, you know, bad completion percentage, that's, that's huge for college guys. You always want to see over 60% completion percentage, especially early especially early because if they come out early and they're they take care of the football then that means it's gonna they're gonna translate well to the nfl but i will say that they were four and eight before he got there two and ten when he redshirted and then he led them to their first winning season in a while they were eight and six in the mountain west conference and he decides to stay for his fourth year even though he had a little bit of draft buzz and he's teed up to dominate in 2017 he was preseason first team all mountain west quarterback heading into the season but here's the problem the reason why so many of us were so low on josh allen is because if he comes out into his senior season, which is actually redshirt junior, but you get it. He's fourth year in school. He needs to come out here and hang his nuts on the Mountain West Conference. If you are into your fourth year, you should be a man amongst boys. You should be a god out there. And what ended up happening was is that his final season at Wyoming was the epitome of disappointment. He, they scheduled games against Iowa and Oregon. Wyoming, they're not usually going to do that, but they did that to showcase Josh Allen's talent. They also felt like their program was trending in the right direction in terms of becoming like a kind of like a Cincinnati, kind of like a uh, like a BYU, you know what I mean? A, a team that's not in a power conference, but wants to kind of make their name at a national stage. Not so much in that extreme concept, but you guys get what I'm saying. They, they scheduled good non-conference games to see if they could play up to that competition and to give Josh Allen some looks. What ended up happening is, is they got their fucking... They got their house ran into, bro. They got outscored 73 to 16 in these games. Josh Allen threw a 50% completion percentage, 238 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, and a rushing TD in two games. So that's like less than 200 yards in each game. Like that's that's like around 100, 120-ish each game, zero touchdowns, at least an interception in both games, and a rushing touchdown in one of them. He really wasn't offering much. Both of these games were super ugly, and they were the, the games that the scouts really honed in on, those two power five games, because those are... That's that was his showcase to see what he could do against actual competition when he's not playing against fucking phys ed teachers and fucking count, uh, guidance counselors and shit. He is out there playing against NFL dudes and he he face planted. It kind of threw off his rhythm for the rest of that season. He goes out there and he struggles in Mountain West play. Even he only finishes as a honorable mention after being the first team all Mountain West guy heading into the season. He gets beat out by Nick Stevens and Brett Ripien. I've heard of Brett Ripien before. Never in my life have I heard of Nick Stevens. And this was supposed to be Josh Allen's year to be dominant. Josh Allen's supposed to go out there, be a top five, top 10 pick. And he goes out there, he face plans. Through 11 games, he only finishes with 1,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 56.3% completion percentage on five rushing touchdowns. This is what really had us, the scouts, the analytics community, really concerned about Josh Allen, man. He nearly regressed across the board on a per game basis. He averaged 64 less passing yards, 0.5 less passing TDs per game. And in his second year starting, he just had... He didn't come out and really improve upon the stats that everybody was concerned with. And on top of that, he kind of got more conservative where he threw less interceptions, but it didn't even help his overall profile because he was throwing less interceptions, but that it didn't turn into more yards or more touchdowns. 
and his yards per attempt took a hit. So now he's he's forfeiting his upside to not even give you a good floor. If being conservative only cuts down 0.5 interceptions per, per game and only gives you 0.3% completion percentage more, then it's it's a waste of potential. But a lot of us focused in on this one single year of production and only looked at the numbers. The thing is, even during this year of him being complete ass, he was, it was not, it's hard to even put into words how disappointing his, his last season was in college. And I think the problem is that a lot of us jumped on that opportunity because we didn't really like his prospect profile coming into his next season. Now, if he had a 60% completion percentage, he improved upon all of his stats, he probably would have been a top five, maybe even first overall pick. The problem is that this season is so insanely disappointing but the guys, the the scouts, they saw the potential. They're the ones that, if it was up to if it was up to me, if it was up to guys like PFF, uh, guys on the internet, Josh Allen does not go seventh overall. But he goes seventh overall to the Bills. We'll get into that in a little bit. But the thing is, is that they just fell in love with the upside. All you have to do is look up on YouTube, Josh Allen highlights to see what the scouts saw. He'll make a stupid mistake and overthrow a five yard out. Yeah, he'll he'll throw interceptions, but he'll also scramble out of the pocket, go all the way across his chest throw off his back foot for a 60-yard touchdown, and he'll do it with ease. There's videos out there of him being on his fucking two knees, throwing 50 yards at the goalpost. It's it's insane. Or from the 50-yard 50, from the 50 line at the goalpost. His arm talent, the prototypical size that he has, the stuff that he can do on tape are all elements of his profile that us, the analytics community, and other people on the internet that evaluate football, we all overlook. I got so hung up on his bad performances in his down season that in my head, I just felt like there was zero possibility this guy could ever hit. I was a Jets fan at the time. I wanted the Jets to have nothing to do with this kid. But the problem is, is that yes, I, I think that when a when a player at Wyoming completes less than 60% of his passes, there's definitely a low possibility that he's going to hit at the at the NFL level. But you have to remember, there's always a chance that he could hit. There's always a chance that he could hit. And if a guy like Josh Allen hits, the upside is insane. So shout out to my finance professor, Professor Ved. Let's say that you give me $5 and there's an 80% chance that you get $0 back, or there's a 20% chance that you get $50 back. Would you take that investment? I would say probably. You know, you kind of, you get the 80% downside that you lose $5, whatever. But if you get, if you hit on that upside, then you're really hitting on that upside at 20%. And I think when I value Josh Allen as a prospect, I completely overlooked that. And I think that guys like PFF too, if you're going to value Mason Rudolph over Josh Allen, then you're completely disrespecting the upside of a guy that looks like Josh Allen. I know that the numbers are bad, but you have to remember a guy that can that can throw 80, 90 yards, 6'5", 230 pounds. Just the, just the idea that there is a range of outcome where he hit, where he becomes a franchise quarterback. You have to respect that upside, very similar to a safety sitting back on Tyree Kill. When Josh Allen shows all these traits, when he shows how far he can throw football, when he shows his size, the mobility. I haven't even talked about the mobility. He has Cam Newton level mobility. He just looks like a prototypical quarterback. And I understand that there was accuracy issues or decision-making issues. And I completely understand all that. But we can't just look past what a guy's ceiling could be. Because his ceiling was completely different than a guy like Sam Donald or Baker Mayfield. Not Lamar Jackson, but a guy like Josh Rosen. In that whole class, his upside was different because of his physical tools. As long as he just got his mental game there and he got his accuracy there. It's hard to give a guy credit that he could improve on his accuracy. Or he could do these things. But... At the, at the far end of the spectrum, in that 20%, 50% range where he does hit, his upside is insane. And I, I just know that I completely overlooked that. Now, when you talk about his physical tools, this is a perfect segue to lead us into the combine. He has all the measurables. And this is why people love to see this boy in underwear. He comes out there 6'5", 237 pounds. He runs a 4.76. But I will say that 4.76 is way slower than what he actually runs. These quarterbacks, they're not training to run a 40-yard dash. Daniel Jones is 4.81, 4.82. 
40 yard dash is cap bro we saw the 80 yard run i know he tripped but he's not running a 481 if he's if he's beating the whole defense like that he's a mobile dude mobile quarterback he ran a 481 a lot of these quarterbacks i don't need to that don't need a crazy 40 yard dash to get drafted high like jalen hurts he actually uh went hard for his 40 yard dash i think he ran in the four sixes range but that makes sense because that's part of his game i know that's part of josh allen's game he's not going to sit there put his hand in the dirt really focus on the 40 yard dash so i'm trying to say that they don't focus on the 40 yard dash as much as positions uh players do whereas quarterbacks their numbers are a little bit worse than skilled players but there's some of these guys like a josh allen like a fucking uh patrick mahomes Daniel Jones, guys that ran at the combine that didn't practice running a 40 yard dash time that are way faster than their times actually represent. He's mobile, 6'5, 237. And if you just look at these combine highlights, man, he's throwing deep balls from the 10 all the way to the opposite 35 with ease. They're just straight moon balls, pretty balls. He's good throwing outside the numbers. He's making all of these really nice passes. And it's clear that I think when you look at his combine and his pro day, that if he can just set his feet and throw, that a lot of these accuracy issues go away. There's promise there. If he's hitting guys outside the numbers, and he's making all these crazy throws with his arm. The arm talent is there. It's not something that's going to jump out in his analytical profile. These things that are intangible, that are traits that quarterbacks have, they never showed up on the numbers. And that's what a lot of us overlook. Now the draft rolls around. And after only making Mountain West honorable mention, he impressed enough to get drafted seventh overall in the 2018 draft. We know this. We, we laughed at the Buffalo Bills for taking this guy. I remember I was a Jets fan. I wanted Baker so bad. We get Darnold. Darn, if I was going to give you guys an honest perspective of how I, I felt about that draft, when I was listening to the draft, when I was listening to all that content, when I was kind of making my own rankings, my own dynasty teams, my own shit like that, I probably had something on the lines of Baker 1, Darnold 2, Lamar, Rosen, Allen. So a lot of that was me just disrespecting his upside. You know what I mean? There's I got so fixated on the bust part of his profile, I never really accounted for the boom. And I think that PFF did the same thing. Like I said, they had Mason Rudolph ranked over Josh Allen. That's a mistake that I personally cannot make and why I'm honestly kind of suspect of PFF's grades sometimes, but I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not even going to put some slander on PFF's names. All of us were low on Josh Allen. doesn't matter how low. I mean, it matters how low if you have him all the way in the fucking basement below Mason Rudolph, but you guys get what I'm saying. Through his first two seasons, I think a lot of his greatness went unnoticed, man. On the surface, they were bad. Through 27 games, he only threw for 30 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Only He failed to reach over 60% completion percentage. He was pronounced a decent QB at best with no 300-yard passing games at that point. Remember, that's heading into this season 2020. You guys know what Josh Allen is. That boy's cold at this point. And that was going into this season. PFF, they dropped an article. I hate to keep on picking on PFF, but they're they they put their takes out there and i respect that they leave them as archives they're not they're not deleting bad takes anything like that so at the end of the day a lot of respect for for pff and and the stuff they do heading into the season pff dropped an article redrafting the 2018 qbs and just literally 10 months ago they had josh allen at four behind baker lamar and sam darnold i, I think that the the actual ranking of it was uh lamar baker sam darnold josh allen but to have sam darnold over josh allen was insane is insane today but back then it wasn't that crazy that's that's how low we all were on josh allen heading into the season man and i think that the reason why we all were so low is we failed to add proper context to what he did through his first two seasons he had 30 passing touchdowns in 27 games which seems underwhelming but he also had 17 rushing touchdowns to make up for it in the red zone he just kind of opts to run it like cam newton he's 6-5 he's just trucks everybody he had hurdles in his rookie season he's insane and i think that i honestly prefer him running it at the goal line because it takes away from his bad habits of throwing interceptions making dumb plays bad completion percentage all that shit him running it into the end zone when he's close is the best thing about his game to this day he has still thrown zero interceptions in the red zone so to me these rushing touchdowns are great and i think that they honestly to me they count as red zone passing touchdowns i, I just love that instead of instead of trying to squeeze it into a tight window especially in those first two years when he had guys like zay jones cole beasley and john brown 
he's out there instead of making bad decisions throwing the shitty receivers he's out there he'll just take it in himself it's much more reliable it's much more efficient on the stat sheet it's not a, a great look you know uh, 30 touchdowns through 27 games is terrible but when you factor in his total touchdowns it's really not that bad on top of that he's a winner he led the nfl last season as a sophomore in game winning drives and fourth quarter comebacks he led the bills to a 10 and 6 playoff berth last year man like i said let me say this one more time his receivers last year were zay jones cole beasley john brown or no zay jones was his wide receiver uh his rookie year but last year was just cole beasley john brown it was Dawson Knox. It was Devin Singletary in the backfield. This is not a high-powered offense with a lot of weapons. He's out there making do with what he can, getting a 10-6 and six season for a team that, just like Wyoming, they were a lot worse before he came. There's a reason that a team like the Bills are drafting 7th overall and getting Josh Allen because they were bad at the time. Considering all this, I honestly think his first two seasons were sneaky good. We just refused to give him credit for his success, and we really focused in on his still bad completion percentage, still throwing a lot of interceptions. But when you d dive deeper into the, the stats of when you take into account the bad receivers that he had around him, when you take into account the rushing touchdowns, when you take into account the the wins and the fourth quarter drives, all that, he's a great quarterback and he was poised for a third year jump. And now we get into his breakout season. The main reason that his breakout season this year came out of the fucking blue is because like I said, we were all sleeping on him. We didn't respect his first and second season. We didn't respect the upside he had coming out of the combine. Not only did it blindside us, but the Bills front office saw what we didn't see and they built an environment for Josh Allen to succeed in. They saw the upside. They decided to go in all in on their guy. They gave up a first, a fifth, a sixth, along with the 2021 fourth for Stephon Diggs in a seventh. And bringing Stephon Diggs is what was so genius about this. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins is going to help any quarterback, but a guy that you had to throw into tight windows and contested catch situations like a Kenny Galladay or one of those big slasher X type receivers, the Julio Joneses of the world, bring in Stephon Diggs. He's a, he's more Antonio Brown than he is that because he's going, he's one of the best route runners in the league. He's always open. And when he's open, there's not a defender around him, whether that's deep, intermediate, short, he is a guy that creates space. And that's, what's beautiful for the, the fit with Josh Allen. You don't want Josh Allen to be thrown into these tight windows. So Diggs is the perfect guy to pair up with Josh Allen. The Bills made an environment so that he could succeed and he goes out there he's throwing now to stefan diggs who's getting double triple covered and he's still getting wide open he he makes space for cole beasley underneath who's another guy route technician route savant he's going to get open and when he's open there's no one around him like i said you don't want josh allen throwing into tight windows he's not an accuracy guy you want a guy who's always going to be open so when josh allen rolls out and he's rolling down the field you're going to have guys wide open that he can get the ball to and he doesn't have to place it right in the right spot throw interceptions, all that. And what this has led to is an insane 69% completion percentage rate. And that is an insane number for him to be doing at the NFL level when we know that he threw for 49% completion percentage in community college. But now he has the right tools to, to let him succeed. This was a 10% increase from his sophomore season. Diggs, Beasley, and John Brown, perfect fit in that offense. Diggs now has 700 yard games and leads the league in receptions and yards. And now the rest is history, man. Josh Allen is an MVP candidate with an insane 42 total touchdowns, looks the part of a franchise QB in the NFL. Josh Allen, there's not a lot of guys I put ahead of him for quarterbacks I like to build around the next five years. And it's insane for me to say that because I was a guy that was begging the Jets to take anybody but Josh Allen on draft day. And I regret it, man. I, not that I, I even could have made a difference. You know what I mean? I'm one Jets fan out of the sorry bunch. And I think that mainly everyone that was low on Josh Allen, we disrespected his upside and we had take lock the whole time. We were so fixated on the downside, the, the negative that we overlooked what he could be. Most of us didn't even budge after the Stefan Diggs trade. Okay, he gets a one, number one wide receiver, whatever. We didn't even factor in how much better he could be with the Stefan Diggs. We didn't even factor in his promising sophomore season. We also looked past his 6'5 frame, his insane throwing ability, all the stuff that he can do on tape. We just pronounced him a bust because he had a poor completion percentage in college, throwing to guys that are going to be phys ed teachers 
and accountants and guys that are that never had a future in the NFL to begin with. He's been thrown to shitty receivers since his rookie year. Zay Jones was the number one wide receiver. Then his second year, John Brown was the number one wide receiver. John Brown, great receiver, but he'll ne he's never a, a, a number one on a contending team. He'll never be a number one on a contending team. Stephon Diggs now has elevated his game. He's had a crazy season. And in the future with a guy like Josh Allen, I'll be factoring in his upside to his evaluation and respecting the ceiling. Not that I'm just going to push him way up the draft board because of what he could be, but I'm just saying you have to respect the outcome that you're not planning for. You have to respect it at the end of the day. Uh, I probably would have had him, in hindsight, I wish I had him top two, top three, you know what I mean? Respect his upside and what he could be, but also be, be realistic of what he is at the time of the draft. But next time I got to respect his upside. Same thing that I didn't do with Justin Herbert. I saw him four-year starter, didn't see anything special. Didn't factor in the bad receivers. Didn't factor in what that size, that frame, that arm uh, talent, the rushing ability, all that into it. I didn't take into account the full picture. I just took into the into account the picture that I wanted to see. You know what I mean? Which was a bad quarterback, a quarterback that should have been drafted in the second round. I made jokes that he should have been a tight end. And I was wrong on all of that. And as a guy who's making content on YouTube, that's making actionable content for dynasty football, fantasy football, I want to come out here and I really want to learn from the, the takes that I missed. So with all that being said, hit the outro. I don't even have an outro. Oh, fuck. All right, man. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like, comment, join the Discord. The Discord, we got a bunch of shit buzzing off in there, bro. There's a gaming channel. There's a fucking sports channel, football, basketball, UFC, all that. We we talk in there. We uh, fucking, I, I'll give you start sit advice in there. Also, if I ever do anything for the channel, so if I'm going to have subscriber leagues, link's going to get dropped in there first. If I have a rookie draft I need for a video, I need live people in that sleeper draft. Link's gonna get dropped in there. If I need, if I want to do a best ball draft, link's gonna be dropped in there. So you guys get first access to everything I'm doing. I also hit up people in the Discord about future videos that I want to make. Uh, I really want to build this a special community, man. We we hit over 300 subscribers while I was gone. We gained like 20 while I was gone. I loved all. I love all the outpouring support that I've been getting on this channel, man. I really want to take you guys to the moon. I really want to uh, build the community on here. I love making videos for you guys. This is probably one of my favorite videos I've done in a long time. And it's probably uh, no better occasion than my first video back from having COVID, man. I love you guys. As always, follow me at Ron Stewart underscore on Twitter. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Just checking to make sure I'm still recording. Kind of had some anxiety that uh, I haven't been recording this whole time. This video is also taking a lot longer than I expected. You know, you wanted, you wanted an in-depth Josh Allen video where I ramble on about Josh Allen. And here we are, bud.